worked. It was beautiful work. It was, I was so honored to get to do the work. But the boss, not so much. The boss was not a good fit for me. That is probably the kindest way I can say it. Not a good fit. And what did that mean? It meant that if I wanted to keep doing the work, I had to keep hanging out and working for this boss. Welcome to the Creative Solutions Podcast. On the show, it's my job to tease out the creative solutions my guests are coming up with to change the world through creativity, social action, and mindset. I also give you tips and techniques so you can do the same. This episode is brought to you by my class, Meditation for Busy People, where you'll learn how to relieve stress and discover clarity and joy in just five minutes a day. It's also brought to you by the Brain FM app and this podcast host, Podbean. Also, follow the podcast on Instagram or TikTok and check out our shop for merch, music, and musings. The links are all in the show notes. Hey there, and welcome to the Creative Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Isolde Trachtenberg, and Happy New Year. If you're listening to this and you're listening to this on January 1st, kudos to you for getting up after what I'm sure was one heck of a night, or at least I hope it was one heck of a night. I'm recording this right before New Year's and I wanted to talk about something that I think is super important because we get a lot of messages to the opposite. And here's what I mean. I want to talk about kind of unraveling a belief that we've all heard and advice that we've all heard. And that is winners never quit and quitters never win. Now, don't get me wrong, I love a good motivational quote, but let's talk about why blindly sticking to something just because we're afraid of being labeled quitters might not be the best move, particularly right now at the beginning of the year. Have you ever felt, for example, like you're sort of doggedly chasing a goal just because you feel like you should and not because you actually want it or it, it's even good for you? And if you have, you're not alone. The truth is, pursuing something simply because you feel obligated to or because you're afraid of being labeled a quitter can be a recipe for dissatisfaction and for burnout. I think society loves to throw this idea at us that quitting is a sign of weakness. But what if quitting strategically could actually be a sign of strength and of purpose and of self-awareness, especially when it comes to those pursuits that are more about meeting other people's expectations than fulfilling your own dreams, goals, desires, and passions. So this new year, I wanna challenge the idea that quitting is always a bad thing. Instead, I wanna embrace the idea that sometimes it's the smartest move for your growth and for your creativity. So let's talk about another piece of advice. Stick with it a little bit longer. Success might be just around the corner. Have you heard this? Especially recently. Oh, keep going, keep going. Don't stop. You never know what's going to happen. It, the next one might just push it over the edge. Oh, it's exhausting. I'm sorry, but it is. Because if you keep sticking with it and keep sticking with it and keep sticking with it and nothing ever evolves or changes, at some point for me, I have to go, okay, maybe this isn't the right path. Maybe I've been banging my head against this door for long enough. Because look, sure, persistence is key, but I want to be real. 
life isn't always like a movie plot where everything magically falls into place. I think the truth is going blindly like that might sometimes lead you down a path that's not serving you. So this new year, I'm giving myself permission and I'm going to give you permission to hit pause and take stock of where you are and pivot if you need to. So now I want to dive into why quitting strategically can be a game changer. And I want to talk about some of the techniques that you can use to navigate the mixed emotions that kind of pop up while you're going through the process, right? So let's, let's unpack these ideas in a kind of down to earth way, because (laughs) this is the creative solutions podcast where really I'm all about empowering you to make choices that lead to a year filled with creativity, fulfillment, prosperity, abundance, and most importantly, being true to who you are. On this January 1st episode, I want to dive into that topic and really talk about new beginnings in that way. If you need to close something, if you need to go, okay, this thing is done, I'm not going to do it anymore, and I'm going to go somewhere else, I think that's great. And not only great, but I think sometimes it's essential to quit something you've been working on in order to open the door to something brand new. So here's the first reason you might want to quit misalignment. I think the beginning of the year is a really great time to reassess your goals and assure and ensure that they align with your evolving values and aspirations. If the path you're on doesn't resonate with your authentic self, consider it an act of courage to step away and direct your creative energy to something else. Here's reason number two. It's for your learning and your growth. Right. As you set intentions for the year ahead, I want you to remember that quitting is not the same thing and is not synonymous with failing. It can actually mean that you've gleaned all the wisdom and growth possible from a particular pursuit or goal or action. And now it's time to transition to something new and a different path. So it's then time to pivot. And here's number three. Sometimes you need to quit for your mental and emotional well-being. I know I've done this. I've stuck with something far longer than I should and made myself just bananas trying to achieve something that I was never going to achieve, trying to finish something that I was never going to finish, trying to go through something that actually I wasn't really supposed to go through. And so when I get to that place where it's like, oh, it's really <laughs> impacted my emotional well-being, okay, sometimes it's better to stop and reorient and go in a new direction before you get to the point where it feels like your your mental health is being affected. For example, when I worked at NASA, uh, my first NASA boss was great. My second NASA boss was the best boss ever. Shout out to Elisa Levine. Amazing, amazing, incredible. Higher evolved woman person, amazing person. And then my next boss, and I was a contractor at this point, and I had my own contracting company. And so I was the boss of my contracting company. But I had a NASA contracting officer, and this person was not a good fit. Now, here's the problem. The work was incredible. I loved the work. The work was beyond the pale. 
I was getting to go into schools and I was getting to teach kids all about how to save the earth and come up with project-based learning for them on how to look at their local environment and by extrapolation, their regional and national and even international environment and looking at the whole biosphere through coming up with fun research projects that they were interested in doing that had to do with studying their local ecosystem all the way out to looking at the entire planet Earth. I mean, come on, right? It was beautiful work. It was, I was so honored to get to do the work. But the boss, not so much. The boss was not a good fit for me. That is probably the kindest way I can say it. Not a good fit. And what did that mean? It meant that if I wanted to keep doing the work, I had to keep hanging out and working for this boss, being contracted to this contract. And when things came to a head and I stopped, it, it was not a good parting because it was, it was a really toxic uh, professional relationship and it just was not appropriate. What I was trying to do, I was never going to be able to do while working for this person. And eventually, even though it just killed me, I had to quit. I had to go somewhere else because my mental and emotional health were actually starting to take uh, a nosedive. I was just so stressed out and so freaked out so often that even though the work was amazing, the all the accoutrement, all the stuff that was around doing the actual work was making me depressed and it was making me sad and it was making me stressed out. And eventually when the contract ended, I didn't re-up. And I could have. I could still be doing that work, but I would still other than the work itself, be absolutely miserable. So I had to prioritize my own well-being. And so this is something for you to think about. If you're working on a project, and I get, look, I understand we don't all have the luxury of quitting when we want to. Uh, There are lots of us who'd like to go take this job and shove it. And I get it. And I'm always trying to help you orient yourself towards either doing what you love or finding what you can love about what you're doing. But if it's a toxic work relationship that is never going to improve and you've given it the old college try, as they say, if a project is draining your energy or compromising your mental health, consider it a gift to yourself to gracefully bow out and preserve your balance, your emotional well-being, your sometimes even your physical well-being, right? So you have to sort of think about for yourself, what does it mean to keep doing work that isn't good for me on a mental and emotional well-being level? And how long can you do it? And I understand completely. Again, I get it. We don't all have the luxury of leaving when we want to, for sure. I get it. I get it. I get it. And I think we also need to think about there are times when it's not worth it. It's not worth the, I guess, relative safety of having a paycheck coming in if the rest of you doesn't feel safe. If, you're, if you don't feel safe emotionally, if you don't feel safe mentally, but you are safe physically, I, th- there is, you know, I know Maslow's hierarchy of needs and all of that, but I, I have to say when I left, I didn't have anywhere to go. And I threw caution to the winds and luckily something came up relatively quickly, but I waited too long. I waited too long to take my mental and emotional well-being into account. And so by that point, I was just out, right? Instead of going, okay, I'm going to plan on leaving and I'm going to look for another position and I'm going to see what I can find. And then when I leave, I'm going to have somewhere to go because I waited too long to quit. 
I did it out of desperation. And yes, I did it because I, I didn't re-up the contract, but I could have, is my point. If our working relationship had been better, I'd probably still be doing the work. So don't wait too long, right? If you need to start a new part of your journey, do it from a place of calm and a place of balance and a sense of security and certainty that this is what is right to do rather than a take this job and shove it kind of way. But you want to do it soon enough so that you are not going to make yourself bananas like I did. So now armed with the understanding that quitting can be a positive and an empowering choice, I want to talk about a few techniques to alleviate that disappointment or the guilt or the insecurity that you might feel when you make this kind of a decision. In other words, learn from my mistakes. So here's the first technique to think about. Reframe it. Begin this year by reframing quitting as a strategic decision that's aligned with where you're going, with where you're evolving. It's not a step backward, but instead think of it like a conscious choice to invest your time and creativity and energy where they're going to flourish. It's as simple as that. Reframe the darn thing so that you don't feel like you're making yourself bananas. The second technique, I think compassion, compassion for yourself, right? As you set resolutions and intentions for this coming year, like so many of us do, I don't want you to forget the importance of treating yourself with kindness. Acknowledge that range of emotions that might come up when you're quitting and practice the compassion to yourself so that you can navigate the whole thing with ease and with grace. And I say ease and grace a lot. You want to be doing this stuff with ease and with grace. You don't want to be doing it out of desperation. You don't want to be doing it out of uh, sort of that, oh, Goodness, I'm going to just pop if I don't do something right now. Start sooner than that and give yourself an exit strategy. As I said earlier, it's a strategic move. It's not a move out of desperation. If you've gotten to the point where you're already desperate, if you can chill out for a little while so that you can plan your exit, great. If not, if you get to the place where I got, I, I would totally understand <laughs> because I had to go through it myself. I would get it. I, I always, you know, I, I'm... I'm going to caution you to do things in a responsible way and, and make sure that you are able to take care of yourself. And if you can leave someplace that you really need to leave, then do it, right? If you can, then do. All right. The third technique that I want you to think about is to redefine success. Really. It's, I think in some ways, it, that's what it's all about. What do you think success is? What is success to you? Because sometimes if you quit, if you stop a project, if you stop certain kind of work, if you stop a certain kind of behavior, you allow what's there to be a catalyst for unlocking new choices, new chances, new opportunities that are going to be more closely aligned with what your vision is of a successful and fulfilling path. I saw the incredible Gavin Creel's show. He wrote it, he's starring in it. It's closing January 7th, so it's closing very soon. But I saw this show, it's called Walk On Through Confessions of a Museum Novice. And it's, I don't know if it's autobiographical or semi-autobiographical, but 
he ended up spending a lot of time at the Metropolitan Museum of Art, and he and the Museum of Art sort of collaborated on this piece all about his experiences of the art that he saw. Anyway, the reason I'm talking about it is because as part of this experience, he was talking about what it is that he was doing to look at the art because he would look at the art and he'd kind of go, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be seeing. I don't know what's going on. And then he decided to stop, breathe, and wait. And that was it. Or maybe it was look, breathe, and wait as he stood beholding these wonderful works of art. And as, as he breathed and waited, the pieces of art came alive for him. They became something very special to him. And he was able to write these incredible songs and put together this incredible performance out of that. But that notion of just stop, breathe, and wait is so powerful. Think about that. Instead of going, I'm going to run to the next thing. I'm going to do the next thing. I'm going to try the next thing. Stop, breathe, and wait. And it's not mine. It's Gavin Creel's. But I think it's, I've, I've talked about breathing being so important before. But I love the notion of just breathing and waiting and seeing what happens. Because we often don't do that. We often just are too impatient for something to happen, for something to break, for something to move, for something to go and to grow. But what if we didn't? What if we waited? Patience. Wow. (laughs) Not my strong suit for sure. But it is something for us to think about, for me to think about. So if you're listening to this at the beginning of the year, and you might be listening to this in July for all I know, doesn't matter. Think about if you would, the notion of taking stock, take, make an assessment of where you are and where you want to be. And are you moving towards where you want to be? And if you are good on you, but if you're not, is it time to perhaps change direction? Is it time to perhaps go somewhere else, do something else, be someone else? I mean, ultimately you're you yourself. But what if you were to explore parts of yourself that you've let lie fallow for a long time or that you haven't explored before? Well, in order to begin something new, often we have to end something old. And sometimes we look at quitting as a thing that means that we are somehow weak. And I'm here to tell you, it does not mean that you are weak. It might just mean that you need to grow in a different direction. I hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. Happy New Year to you. I'm super excited uh, because this week on January 6th, Saturday, if you're listening to this in the beginning of January, January 6th, Saturday, we are doing a live free to the public table read of my play, Listen. And I'm ridiculously excited. It's going to be taking place at Pier 57 in the Daffodil Room. If you're in New York City and you want to come on by, come on by 1 p.m. in the Daffodil Room at Pier 57 uh, in Manhattan. And I would love to see you. We're going to have fun raffles. We're going to have a bunch of actors reading the show. I'm ridiculously excited and I I can't wait. (laughs) I'm very nervous, but I'm also really thrilled. It's It's the first play I've ever written and I cannot wait to see 
If it has legs, that's what this is all about. Does the play have legs? And if it does, I'm going to do everything I can to bring it to the big stage. We'll see what happens. Okay. I hope that you, as I said, enjoyed the episode. Please remember to subscribe to the show, tell your friends about it, and uh, remember that we're building something creative and full of sizzle and juice. Until next time, this is Isolde Trachtenberg for the Creative Solutions Podcast, reminding you to always leave it better than you found it. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you being here. Please subscribe to the podcast if you're new, and it would mean the world to me if you told a friend about it. Today's episode was produced by Isolde Trachtenberg and is copyright 2023. As always, please remember this is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Past performance does not guarantee future results, although we can always hope. Until next time, keep living what you believe in. Thank you.